Hello and welcome to Epicenter Bitcoin, the show which talks about the technologies, projects, and startups driving decentralization and the global cryptocurrency revolution. My name is Sebastian Couture. Today is September 21st, 2014, and thanks so much for joining us on episode 40. So I just got back from about a week-long trip in Paris, and while I was there, I was working out of La Maison du Bitcoin, which is the Bitcoin center situated in the heart of Paris. And while I was there, I took the opportunity to interview the co-founders of La Maison du Bitcoin, Eric Larchevêque and Thomas France, and you'll hear that interview in just a minute. So as you may know, I'm working with the French Bitcoin Association to organize the first Francophone Bitcoin conference in Europe, EuroBitcoin. It takes place on October 8th, at the very prestigious Bibliothèque Nationale de France, which is the French National Library. So we've got a very interesting lineup of speakers for this event, from philosophers to economists and politicians who will weigh in and give their opinions on Bitcoin, as well as French Bitcoin entrepreneurs. So if you want to get the full agenda, you can do that at eurobitcoin.org, where you can also get your tickets. And we've got a coupon code for 10% off, and that code is EPICENTER. So if you want to attend, it, again, it's on October 8th at the Bibliothèque Nationale de France, and you can get 10% off with the code EPICENTER. So I hope you enjoy my interview with Eric Larchevêque and Thomas France, co-founders of La Maison du Bitcoin. So I'm here in Paris with Eric Larchevêque and Thomas France, who are the founders of La Maison du Bitcoin. Hi guys. Hi. Hi Thanks for taking the time to come on the show. Um, so Eric and Thomas founded La Maison du Bitcoin uh, in 2013. So you've been open for... Uh, right now, in fact, we are open for a few months. We started the project uh, last year, uh, but the grand opening was in May of this year, May 2014. Uh, so it's quite a recent operation, but uh, since the few months we have had quite a lot of activity uh, here. So could you just briefly introduce yourselves? Uh, maybe, uh, yeah, sorry. so uh, I'm Eric Larchevêque, uh, I'm 40 years old, I'm an engineer and uh, I'm what they call a serial entrepreneur because I have uh, started my first company in 96, almost 20 years ago. And uh, since that I've founded maybe uh, like uh, 10 companies, startups, usually in the uh, internet and uh, new technology, but uh, also in different areas like uh, real estate, hospitality business in other countries. And uh, I've also been a poker player for one year, so I had uh, the opportunity to do quite different things. Um, and um, uh, since uh, 2011, I'm back in Paris. I've made uh, startups in the price comparator named Prixing, which we sold uh, like one year ago, and we started to work on uh, on Bitcoin. And Thomas? Yeah, I'm Thomas. I'm 29. I'm also an engineer. I uh, did a bit of a strategic uh, consulting uh, after school and then I partnered with Eric on, uh, on Prixing. So as he, as he said, it's an app that we, uh, we, uh, we, uh, we developed uh, back in 2011. We raised some money on that, uh, that concept when we sold it in 2013 to work out on, the, on, on Bitcoin. Bitcoin. Yeah. <laughs> Investing the money on Bitcoin. Exactly. So, when, so you both started getting involved in Bitcoin around 2013? Yeah, quite late actually, yeah. uh, 2013. And uh, we were very interested, but we didn't have time to really work on the technology or to invest ourselves because we were very busy on, the, on our project. And when we had some time, uh, for us it was sure that we had, we had to do something on Bitcoin. So there was no question asked. Uh, and we immediately started to, to say, okay, now we have time, we also have some, some money because we sold the company. So what, what can we do? 
uh, in Bitcoin uh, and in France because for personal reasons we just wanted to stay in the country and not go abroad. Uh, and so we, we started to think and to see what was the um, how was the ecosystem of the of the Bitcoin and actually in 2013 it was uh, quite empty. There was only a few companies, maybe only one or two, who was operating into the Bitcoin industry. Um, so we thought about it and uh, we said that maybe the first thing that we had to do uh, around Bitcoin was to make a place uh, where we could speak about Bitcoin, where we could have startups working on Bitcoin and where we could show a different image of the Bitcoin in the uh, media. Mm. And we'll, we'll get to that later. Maybe we'll talk about the Maison du Bitcoin afterwards, but I think it'd be uh, interesting to kind of go over the the French ecosystem yeah. first, because it is quite particular. I mean, I, I talk to people from all around the world, and I, I always find that the, the French Bitcoin ecosystem is, is, is quite particular. Uh, so could you kind of give me your general thoughts on, on the French Bitcoin ecosystem as it stands now? What, what is the state of the French Bitcoin ecosystem kind of in a broad sense? Well, in a few words, we could say it's quite empty. <laughs> uh, even if uh, I said in 2013 it was almost completely empty, um, now uh, it's it's better. There are like a few startups, but if you compare the number of startups working into the Bitcoin ecosystem to the number of startups working even in the mobile payment industry, uh, not related to Bitcoin, uh, then it's it's uh, it's almost a total desert. So. Uh, right now, we can say that the community of Bitcoiners, even users, entrepreneurs, um, uh, finance, it's quite small. Uh, it's growing because uh, the first meetups that were like maybe one year ago, you had only maybe five persons. Uh, and right now, in the, the meetups that we do here or in other places, uh, we can be, let's say, 150. So, of course, it's better. Uh, but we, st we still have a lot of progress to make and uh, there is, let's say, a big, big, big way uh, uh, to uh, still to have to, uh, to boost this ecosystem. Um, but basically we can see that there's more and more projects uh, starting on Bitcoins. We, we, we organized a hackathon uh, in uh, June, uh, June of this year and we were quite surprised yes. that there were like something like 60 people on, 60 people, on, yeah, on 14 projects. So uh, basically there's some people willing to do to Yeah, to we were surprised because uh, we were afraid that no one would show up actually. And um, yeah, 60 developers and, uh, and a lot of quality of uh, the, the project were very interesting. And are any of those projects taking, taking shape now? I mean, yeah, a few. A not, few? not a lot, uh, but a few. And, uh, uh, as you can see, we have constantly people in the Maison du Bitcoin and they are um, developing, coding and uh, there is really some, some activity, so it's, it's picking up. Uh, maybe because they know that they can go in place, uh, we'll speak about that later, but co-working, etc. So they feel, let's say, welcome mm -hmm. and they can also discuss other people who share the same uh, passion. So it's also important to find other people if you want to start a project. Yeah, I mean, I've, been, I've been here all week and this is the, exactly what I like about it. Is you, you come here and there's people coming in all the time and some people are coming in to, to buy Bitcoins and we'll, you know, we'll go into the services of the Amazon Bitcoin in a few minutes, but you know, there's people interested in Bitcoin coming here all the time. Yeah, there is a lot of serendipity about yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. 
And there's some stuff to do, yeah, because in France, there's like a, a big culture of math, strong mathematics skills, cryptographic skills, like smart card, card industry is very big. So there's some, some assets uh, that, uh, that will uh, enable some, uh, some nice startups to grow out of here. We've got some startup working on uh, fintech, on, uh, on uh, uh, options and, uh, and different services for marketplaces. There's some uh, people working on uh, the smart card industry, where it, like, it's a typically French know-how that you have, and people will use this know-how to adapt it to the Bitcoin world. Yeah, there is quite, in general, a strong startup uh, ecosystem in France, and especially in Paris, and especially in where we are right now. Um, so there is no shortage of ideas, projects, entrepreneurs, and they just need to, to, to start to understand Bitcoin. And uh, the fact to know that there is this place, um, well, it, it's, it's, try, it's, it's, it's helping the people and developers just to, to try to understand Bitcoin, etc. So for sure, uh, maybe in the last six months, there have been between 10 to 15 companies which have been created, maybe not They are not all incorporated uh, because to stay lean and for other reasons uh, they are not really creating the companies. But there are like between 10 and 15 real projects with real teams and uh, real uh, vision and assets. Uh, and uh, six months ago there was absolutely nothing. So really, it's starting to pick to to to, to pick up. Uh, and uh, also, the the government stance about Bitcoin is quite positive. Uh, and it's also very uh, it can help also people to take this decision to go into Bitcoin because uh, you don't see you, you can see some support in a way from, uh, from the, the law regulation etc so uh, it helps a lot also and you spoke about the, the media image that, yeah. that Bitcoin has in France and just this morning uh, I was staying with some friends and one of the roommates comes out and says oh, I work in Bitcoin and And, and he kind of said it in a joking way, but he says, oh, yeah, that's the money that you use to buy drugs. And I mean, we all hear this kind of you know, nonsense, right? But what, what is your impression of you know, awareness of Bitcoin in France when you talk to people that come here that are not Bitcoiners, but if they're coming to, you know, they, they see this on the door, you know, this huge Bitcoin sign. Like, it's quite visible from the outside. This is a place where people uh, work on Bitcoin projects. And they, they come in. What do people tell you uh, or, or what do people ask you in, in terms of questions? But it's true that uh, the general image that you have about Bitcoin is quite negative from what you have in the press because uh, it's always about a new innovation. You always try to see the the, down, the, the, the bad aspects and talking about uh, uh, money laundering, buying drugs, scandals, mangoks, all that. So people have this very negative image of Bitcoin. This is changing though. We had some positive report from the government. We had like all the, the news about uh, uh, eBay accepting Bitcoin and all that. So there's starting to be a lot of positive press. And, uh, and uh, well, when people come here, they're like, okay, I heard about Bitcoin and there's a maison du Bitcoin. How come there's something like a, a something brick and mortar about Bitcoin? It must be something serious. So they just come in and, uh, and uh, get a bit of general information, and it's like uh, opening an email in the, back in the, in the in the in the 90s, and they're like, okay, I want to I want to try. I don't I, I miss the email. I want to uh, I want to know how this works. I want to get my first bitcoins. I want to make my first transaction. I want to save a bit of money in bitcoin. So it's like people that. Well, they just want to uh, to to yeah, they they've heard something. They've heard that this this maison and they want to kind of know how it works, get some fun bacon and get into it. 
And we were quite surprised about the type of people who are opening the door. I was really sure that it would be mainly like uh, geeks and bitcoiners and uh, cryptographers or whatever. And in fact, of course, well, they come a little bit, but uh, most of the people are just uh, total newbies. They are just curious and they heard about the, the TV or on the press because we have had a lot of coverage. And they are curious and they ask questions. And uh, well, they, uh, often they stay one hour because uh, when you start to ask questions, you know, you open the door and then you, you ask more and more questions. Uh, and so, yeah, this kind of people is uh, really newcomers to, to Bitcoin. So it was a very uh, surprising, refreshing uh, aspect. And uh, we have had some very different kind of people. I remember we, we even had a group of um, old ladies just coming and asking a lot of questions about Bitcoins. Uh, they even bought some, some Bitcoins and they stayed like, oh, yeah, one hour asking a lot of stuff. You mean they had mobile phones that, which, which they could buy Bitcoins? Right? Yeah, some, some, yeah, yeah, some had, uh, and, but they, they, they took like, for instance, more like uh, paper wallet. Yeah, they okay. said, okay, I'm going to buy a gift for uh, my grandson or something like that. Uh, and one time we even have um, quite an old lady, she came and she said, I want to, to buy Bitcoin. I said, okay. And uh, she, she wanted to ask for 500 euro and okay, well, why not? Uh, and uh, she, she, she asked to have, an, she had an address uh, and she came back the next time, next day. And she said, okay, I want to, to buy for 1000 euro. And I said, okay, are you sure that you know what you are doing? Uh, why do you want Bitcoin? Is it for your son? Or and she said, no, I want to back. I want to. I, I need Bitcoin because I, I want to to buy dark coin. <laughs> so I, 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 well, I, I just I was speechless. Speechless and uh, okay. So sometimes we have some some surprises, you know, like that. Some some people you never think would be up to date about altcoins and uh, they just come here. So yeah, you have to, to forget everything you know about <laughs> people and what you would expect. And I suppose some people also probably come and kind of troll you or something like you know, they, they, oh, yeah, they yeah. that. Oh yeah, yeah. No, yeah, of course. Um, well, not not too many, but there are like sometimes some strange people who come and. Uh, ask question and say, uh, sometimes they say, why the government let you exist? You are going to get, they are going to let you, to get you down. You, you know? say, I, I don't know how banks are not killing you yet. Or something. Uh, they were like, banks are going to kill you. So there's, there's some trolls, of course. Yeah, it's some strange people, you know, and, uh, <laughs> but it's okay. It's not, not so often. And the vast majority of people pushing the doors are just uh, newcomers asking questions and come here in a very positive way. So I'd like to come back just to kind of the French ecosystem for a few minutes. Um, at a national level, I guess you could say, that's what I'm based in Nid, of course, and you know, there's a small community there. What, what are your ideas? Do you, do you have any ideas of what the French ecosystem is like? Are there any meetups anywhere else? Uh, or is it mostly Paris-centric? Paris no, there are a lot of activity in the south, in Bordeaux, or in Lille, so it's not only in Paris. Of course, maybe there are more companies and projects in Paris because it's just this density of population, but uh, um, there are a lot of projects which are based in the many parts of France, so it's quite distributed. And, uh, and sometimes, in fact, we just don't know that the people behind the project are French because, you know, yeah, it's Bitcoin. Well, yeah. yeah, so it's not always easy to, to see where it comes from and uh, uh, you just learn it after by, by chance, <laughs> by asking or meeting some, some people. Uh, so it's quite distributed. It's not only only a Paris uh, thing. I, I find that uh, a lot of times I'll 
in my, my conversations with people, I'll find out after emailing them that they're French. They're just not in France. They're, yep. they're somewhere else. Or I'll find out about this startup that's uh, operating in the South of France like that, that nobody really knew of. Or I, I didn't know that it was French. So yep. uh, it's, there, you have these little surprises once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> so um, maybe, Thomas, you could um, tell us about the types of startups that are launching in France. Uh, what, what types of startups are we seeing? Well, in the Bitcoin space, you've got like... Uh, Uh, this, this uh, exchange, uh, Pemium, that's a uh, European exchange. There's uh, some uh, other services like wallet services that are launching. There's one here in Amazon Bitcoin uh, launching Yale. Electrum. Electrum, of course, French. Is, is French as well. Uh, and then you've got like some, um, so as I told you, there's, <laughs> there's not that much of that. There's also this master exchange that is trading uh, Bitcoin to uh, Mastercoin and to uh, different altcoins. That yeah, it's a French team, they are here in Paris and sometimes they come here. There is broker, mm -hmm. uh, it's a way to buy stuff over the internet uh, with Bitcoins and uh, with a discount because other people are going to buy this with their own credit card, so it's worked like a peer-to-peer exchange. Chromacoin that's selling Bitcoin through the internet with credit card and you get a physical delivery of a, of a hardware wallet. That you yeah, get. and there is this hardware wallet company, BTChip, uh, which launched uh, like uh, for a few wallets and the last one was a multi-signature wallet, green wallet. Mm -hmm. um, you have also um, projects uh, like escrow service such as Handshake, Uh, trying to develop where to secure all uh, e-commerce exchanges. You have quite a few, well, a few, uh, two or three maybe uh, projects working around finance trading, uh, market making, these kind of things, or bot trading, uh, algorithm finance. Uh, um, And there's a little mining community with yeah. a, a project of beta rigs. Beta rigs, it's a uh, French, uh, you can lease rigs. In fact, to mine the altcoins that you, you want, so also a French project. Uh, so it's quite quite different. Uh, we are almost all the scope uh, of the of what you can do. And are there any of those projects that you're particularly ex interested in or excited in that, that you can see? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, the hardware wallet. I think it's. Yeah. Uh, there it's, seems to be a lot of hardware wallet. A lot of, a lot of hardware coming out of France. Yeah, like these, these because uh, uh, smart charge chips. Yeah, smart chips this, yeah. this is uh, let's say it comes from France, and a lot of talents are engineers, uh, so you will find them mainly in France, so that's why. Um, there is this uh, Chronocoin company, and uh, we like also Handshake, uh, Broker, well, <laughs> it's, uh, and uh, also the guys from this master exchange, they are very lean, trying to do a lot of stuff, and they are a very small team, and they are always innovating. Like it's very good, very Yeah, secure. yeah, yeah, so uh, it's a um, lot of uh, quite interesting projects, and um, we are just waiting for them to, to grow. Um, We are seeing new projects coming, companies incorporating, raising some small, small round of money. So things are moving, not very fast, but things happens, and uh, we, we see new projects. So we are, it's quite positive. So yeah, let's, let's perhaps move on to before we go into really the Amazon Bitcoin and the types of things that you do here. Uh, talk about investment. Um, Traditionally, and this is what I've noticed since I've been here in France for the last uh, little while, is that the French are usually quite conservative, conservative about new technology. Yes. And, and, but, but 
they do uh, catch up quite fast. Like once once it's like okay, this is good, we're going to go for it, and we're, we're, we'll invest our time and energy in this. Then VCs come in. Then uh, we saw this with e-commerce. We saw this with the internet, where yeah, we have really late. Yeah, 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 yeah. But so, after we catch up, we, we, we finally catch up. Yes. And, and 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 quite well, I find. I mean, uh, I saw this particularly with e-commerce in in the late two thousands, where. Uh, there's like a lot of e-commerce happening in probably perhaps even more than other European countries. So what do you think needs to happen there for that shift? In, like, particularly with VCs, uh, for traditional tech VCs, because there are quite a few here, to kind of have that click and say, okay, now uh, this is an ecosystem in which I want to invest and, um, and help flourish. You know, the, the VCs are always looking at each other and they are afraid maybe to make a, f a move which will look ridiculous or something like that. So what needs to happen in France for VCs to start investing in Bitcoins is to have a first investment. I mean, someone like a tier one VC, French VC, or needs to make a first investment and uh, publicize it and be proud of it and just uh, talk about it. And then it will show the way. Uh, because in France, we the VCs, uh, we also have this problem that we do not have so much uh, seed uh, investments in France. Uh, it's more like uh, late stage growth stuff like that. And with Bitcoin, you don't have you don't have any growth uh, Bitcoin project. It's only seed or uh, really early stage. Um, so mechanically, it's it's not also not helping. So they will have at one time to say, okay, we know that Bitcoin is young, we know that in France we are a great project, but they are all in early stage. We want to, we believe in Bitcoin, so we are going to do something. And then it will start. And the fact that European VCs such as uh, Index Ventures uh, make, start to make some investment in Bitcoin, it's also opened the eyes of the VCs. And mm -hmm. we, we spend actually quite a lot of time with um, some VCs just trying to explain Bitcoin, explain Bitcoin, why it's important, why they should consider it. And this is the first step of them just looking at projects, etc. So we just need one time and then others will come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, might be a good time to just mention that you know, the, the conference which is coming up in a few weeks and there, there will be some VCs there. Yeah. Uh, from index ventures yeah. and also uh, you know uh, VCs that are not really involved in Bitcoin but that are interested in so perhaps you know, events like this help yes uh, of course it helps get that get yeah. that ball rolling yeah, yeah. because it gives some uh, letter of confidence about uh, Bitcoin so it shows that uh, there is something really happening with people investing etc so so let's perhaps move on to to this place where we're at and it's only Bitcoin yeah um, can you tell me Tell, tell me, uh, how did you get the idea for this project? Like, what was your, did, you, did you think about it together? Or was it, uh, well, in fact, we, we, I think we thought about it independently in the same time because we were really exploring all the possibilities of doing projects in Bitcoin uh, because it's quite vast, you can do a lot of stuff, different stuff. And uh, well, it was all about the French ecosystem. We saw it was really on quite inexistent and there was a huge deficit of image. Bitcoin was evil. So, like quite naturally, came the idea of making a place. Uh, it will give us time to better understand uh, the technology, the ecosystem. It will give a better image of Bitcoin, so it will help in the future. Uh, so, it was 
a good first step for us. We had the money to do it because uh, it costs a lot of, uh, of money, so uh, it would have been impossible to raise money uh, for such a project, so we had to make uh, the investment uh, ourselves. Um, so, in fact, oh, we see that as some kind of marketing investment for Bitcoin, uh, you know, and, and for us, of course, because... Uh, and it was a huge investment. I mean, this, yes, this yeah. is no, no, we are talking <laughs> about... Uh, not like a delirious investment, uh, but uh, yes, it's it's a few hundred thousand uh, euros investment, and uh, uh, so it's uh, it had to be uh, to be done with our our funds, yes, um, and yeah, we we just said okay, let's make a place, uh, and uh, we had to choose a name, and we didn't want to have something very tech or techno. Or we wanted to have something which would uh, just give some reinsurance about uh, the place. So that's why Maison du Bitcoin, which means House of Bitcoin. And you have a lot of Maison du in France, like uh, mm -hmm. about uh, Maison du Vin, Maison du Caviar, etc. So it's something that people understand and they really say, okay, I, I, I understand what this place is about. Yeah, it doesn't really have that kind of tech startup incubator, like decentralized. No, 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 like no, no, because it's too soon. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's too. Uh, we just need to be in phase with uh, the language people are talking and we want to be mainstream. Uh, this place is not only for developers, startups, Bitcoiners, it's also for newcomers, people who want to, to understand Bitcoin. So we, that's why we, we, have, we, we want it to be also a place where you could uh, work on projects but also where you could access easily to Bitcoin. Uh, so we have an exchange, a physical exchange counter, uh, and we do also um, a training, free training, uh, explanation, formation about uh, Bitcoin. Uh, so we really want to have a maximum number of, of persons just understanding about Bitcoin because it's all about the network effect. And so what are the kind of medium and long-term goals that you're trying to accomplish uh, with, with this project? But basically, it's to uh, to uh, continue to have a flagship on Bitcoin, and it's really to to, to be able to uh, to continue having a lot of uh, press, a lot of uh, uh, talks, discussion about Bitcoin. We become uh, there's a lot of people coming in to uh, to kind of uh, uh, command what is happening on Bitcoin, and it's a good way to be uh, having a, a, a different uh, a different vision on Bitcoin rather than what you hear in the press. So it's a way to, to, to counterbalance all that is said uh, in the press. Uh, it's also a way like a flagship where you can, uh, again, uh, evangelize, uh, talk about Bitcoin, make some uh, uh, training, online trainings for, for French people and also to have uh, uh, well, ways to, to, to buy Bitcoin easily. Oh. And in this place, in fact, we have had like very quite large companies who came and asked about Bitcoin, and they will never have come if this kind of place never existed, because they say, okay, there is this place, it looks good, professional, serious, so in a way, Bitcoin must be serious, so okay, maybe I can come and ask, and uh, so this is the starting place, and all the startups uh, who are working on Bitcoin, they can use this place also to uh, see if they need to see people, etc., and it gives them like confidence, and uh, it's, it's, it's always good, so that's why the, the, the basic, basic idea is some kind of yeah, marketing investment for Bitcoin, and uh, from there, what we want to, at the end, in fact, what we want to see is to, 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 to help 
to see uh, a giant of uh, Bitcoin emerge, like uh, French Google Bitcoin or something like that. And this is ultimately the, the goal of the Maison du Bitcoin. And also uh, having this kind of place uh, where we are seen and people can just come uh, helped us having discussion at uh, regulation level, government level, um, because they say, okay, we can discuss with uh, some kind of Bitcoin people, they are operating in exchange, how can we see about regulation, we can give them data about how it works in the real life. So it, it really helped to, uh, to, uh, to, to advance on, on many subjects. And so you, you mentioned uh, that this is sort of a, yeah, it is a market investment uh, for, for France and also for Paris, I guess, more broadly for France. But you, know, you guys have goals of your own. Yes. You're not just investing in, in Bitcoin marketing. You're also investing in a space where where you can potentially, uh, I guess, incubate uh, Bitcoin projects. Can you talk a bit more about that? Yeah. In fact, we have seen a few a few projects. We are invested in uh, in some. So it's always very early stage. So it's uh, quite a small investment uh, at this time. And um, we also are developing in house some projects. So there is all these aspects of, uh, let's say, it's not really incubating because we don't have some kind of program or something like that, but we are welcoming place for startups. So they want to, to uh, have a desk, co-working space, etc. So we can help them just uh, uh, work in a lean environment. And also um, we can help some of them to develop, to give them contact with uh, like angels, investors, or any kind of uh, resources. And the, the last point is that we are also ourselves doing some, some project of our own. For instance, we have worked on uh, open source uh, BitID protocol, which is the way to, like, to connect or identify yourself with your wallet. Uh, it's some kind of, let's say, glue for uh, all these uh, applications. Um, so this is a project that we are trying to, to, um, to, to, to work on. And uh, also just a more uh, classic projects such as the one we have launched uh, a few weeks ago, which name is CoinHouse, uh, where the idea is just to be able to buy with your bitcoins on any website uh, by getting a virtual card. You want to go on Fnac, for instance, uh, they don't accept bitcoin, but you have to spend to pay 20 euros, so you go on CoinHouse and you buy a payment card of 20 euros, which you are going to pay in bitcoin. Yeah, I, I really like this project, so just to kind of explain how it works, um, you, you go in CoinHouse, you, you, you log in, you say, I want to buy something that's worth, I don't know, like 120 euros and 17 cents, and it gives you a QR code, you send that amount of, an amount of Bitcoin, there's obviously a, a fee associated with that, and then the CoinHouse will generate a, a credit card number. Yeah, on the fly, yes. It's on the fly, and within a few, yes, how many confirmations you wait for? Two, three confirmations, and then you get the yeah, credit card Yeah, it can be instant, it depends on the amount, but uh, we do instant confirmation for under 100 euros. And then you use that credit card to just copy-paste it into any website. And yeah, I, yeah, exactly. I, 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 this is great, like, this is a really cool service. I, I, I use others like Snapcard before, but you know, it takes a bit longer because you have to wait for them to pay for it and everything. But yeah, it's like Snapcard, but you, you just pay yourself, so you don't have also to think about uh, are they going to order, what happens if I have to return, you are, you are just in fact using a, a, a credit card and it doesn't change the way you are ordering. Hmm. And, um, and so CoinHouse works in Europe? On, on yes, it's uh, Europe. Yeah, in Europe on your, uh, your uh, currency. 
so so it's not just in France and anybody anybody yeah. in Europe. No, no, in fact, and we have uh, also people from other countries, not even from the US. You want to buy stuff in the European uh, European uh, shops, then they can use also of service. So uh, it's uh, it's quite open uh, right now. Well, we don't. We are going to stay on the euro currency mm -hmm. because of, obviously we don't have uh, right now access to other currencies. But uh, maybe in the future, it, uh, the, the project is getting traction. Why not? And what are some other kind of projects kind of gravitating around Coinhouse? Because I know that there are other things that are coming in to plug into that to kind of create this whole glue of. Yeah, well, we're also doing this uh, the way to, to, to buy, in fact, uh, bitcoins with your credit card. Uh, so there are like some difficulties with the KYC and fraud. So right now, it's uh, let's say it's reserved to, to people who are going to do the physical KYC in the Maison de Bitcoin. But once they have been validating their account, then they can buy with uh, their credit card from home, mm -hmm. for instance. Basically, uh, we already have our physical exchange here. Come here, want 100 euros of Bitcoin, you pay with credit card, it's all done, it's made in a minute. And once you whitelist this uh, credit card, you can buy it again and again on the, through the internet. And how do you protect yourselves against like uh, against fraud or, or because, because someone came here, gave his passport, gave his, we, have, we can check that he has really this credit card. So we are just whitelisting. So it's not like we cannot scale. But at least we can provide a service uh, where people can buy, let's say, not well, let's say, large amount of bitcoins with their credit card without having to uh, being exposed to large fees or. Uh, well, what, is, what is the fee associated to purchasing a bitcoin with a credit card? See here at the counter, for instance. It depends of the amount. Uh, for small amount, it's it's, it's from ten percent uh, to uh, six point five percent. So depending of the accumulated amounts that you have uh, exchanged uh, so far. And you know, some people may think that 10% exchange uh, fee is quite high. Yes, but why, why do we have people uh, using it? Because there is a convenience of uh, paying with cash, for instance, or credit card, so it's instant. Uh, it's, uh, uh, that's why people, when they need bitcoins uh, quickly, uh, there is this service. And uh, of, of course, the more uh, volume we have, the more we will be able to lower the, the fee. Uh, but for instance, if you go on local bitcoins, it's 10%. Uh, so it's not completely out uh, of phase with the, the market. And this cash for bitcoins model that you have here, which seems to work, is that something that you're trying to to deploy uh, maybe at a larger scale? And Because in France, you have this large network of Taba shops that also sell phone cards and things like that. Oh that yeah, we are, we are exploring. No, yeah, we are exploring a lot of ways to uh, to distribute bitcoins in an easy way. Yes, mm -hmm. uh, but it's um, flower shops. I mean, you have that same kind of model with the with shipping, right? Where you can have your, your packages shipped. At yeah, true. Shop yeah, no, exactly. So the only thing this is, is something that, that something we, that we're looking, but uh, for the moment the we need to work on. Quite complicated in terms of cost. Yeah, all the intermediates. It's not that. We need to find a, a greater model because so far with some prepaid cards, you get 10% for the retailer, so it doesn't match economically. Mm -hmm. So we're, we're still thinking yeah, that it, way. It costs a lot, so we need to, to find yeah, new ways of distribution about that. And can you tell me about some of the other services that you provide here in, in uh, the Bitcoin, other than selling well, Bitcoins to people come in for this? <laughs> but there's this co-working area where people can, uh, you can uh, either go in the downstairs where you can put your proper computer with your screen and all that and you pay like for 250 euros a month and you can uh, have this co-working space, a desk, 
Uh, upstairs, you can also work like uh, it's like a, with your laptop. Come so here for the day. There's two co-working spaces. Uh, we'll, we'll do a little tour afterwards. Yeah. So there's the co-working space upstairs, which is sort of kind of a temporary co-working yeah, space. Yeah, come and go. Come and go. Yeah, yeah. By the day, or perhaps by the mm-hmm. week, something like that. And then downstairs is a physical kind of long term. Yeah, more like regular offices where you can just put your screen, your tower, or whatever, and uh, you have lockers and you can, it's like an office. And as well, what we provide here, we have some, uh, once a month we try to do like a, a one-on-one class on Bitcoin to uh, explain to newcomers what is Bitcoin, something that we love doing to kind of explain what it is. It takes us like two hours. And, and it's needed. <laughs> yeah, it's needed. And, and, and we also, but it's more for enterprise. We do like training on site about bitcoins for, let's say, large companies because they want to understand why bitcoin. Why should I care about bitcoin? And we are the first thing we say that is uh, not having a strategy for bitcoin right now. It's uh, like not having a strategy for internet in '94. Uh, so they just need to understand bitcoin, and uh, this yeah, is we, where we can bring service. We basically had some large e-commerce site. We had some payment processors. We had some uh, some banks even. Yeah. Here to kind of uh, banks, yeah, banks. yeah. So they want to understand what's going on. So, so we made them uh, make some Bitcoin transaction on the ATM. Was quite fun to show them. Yeah, 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 yeah. About mining and stuff like that. No, so we have been like some delegation of thirty or forty bankers coming here, like on safari, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, "What? What is that?" And uh, with the ATM, and they were like in shock, etc. So no, it, it was quite funny actually. <laughs> and so you also obviously you host events here. You have the yeah, the, uh, yeah meetups. Meetup. And so how many meetups do you have per month? Uh, it's like one, but as there is other meetups in Paris, uh, maybe it would be there is like uh, every two months. So it depends because we are trying not to overlap or making too much meetups in the. How in the many meetups in Paris? Like three, three. Yeah, okay. yeah, three already. And how many people come to the meetups here? Here there were like 100 to 150 people. Yeah. And we tried to have like one one guy talking about Bitcoin and one entrepreneur presenting his, his projects. We had some VCs presenting the Bitcoin ecosystem. The yeah, guy index, from, uh, index was here to present uh, their thoughts about on, on Bitcoin. There was this guy from the, the tribunal, like the, the, the court, Paris Court of Justice, talking about that. Bitcoin. It was very, very interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. I had a very positive uh, approach to Bitcoin. It was... Uh, like, Actually, I think I gave him a standing O. Like, <laughs> when he finished, just uh, I was just so uh, uh, overtook by the fact that this man who works in is a judge. Yeah, is a judge yeah. uh, was was uh, quite favorable to Bitcoin and also lucid enough to understand the risks to the existing financial and economic markets. Yeah, yeah, so. totally. So he was specialized in financial crime, and really he was saying that. Uh, Money laundering in Bitcoin is just a nonsense. It doesn't mm. it's not that it doesn't exist because it can always exist a little, but it's uh, it's totally crazy just to focus on that because it's a drop in the in the ocean. So it was uh, really clear about that, and it was very refreshing because he is uh, quite a guy from the older regeneration, and yeah, he had a very high position in the in the, the, the Paris court uh, system. Um, well, if, if there, unless there's anything you want to add, uh, maybe we can go and no, take let's, a tour. Uh, let, let's take a tour. Yeah, so people from all over the world, you can come here. We have a lot of people coming from uh, for a week from uh, Toronto. We had some people coming from uh, Asia, from uh, from the rest of Europe coming here to work for a week. So feel free to come to uh, yeah, to La Maison. Put your bags come. for a few days here, and you'll be welcome. That's what I did this week, and it's yeah. great. <laughs>
So we're standing right outside the Maison du Bitcoin. Can you kind of tell me about this this area where we're standing here? Yeah, well, we are in what we call the Sentier or Silicon Sentier, uh, which is uh, second arrondissement of Paris, which is traditionally a place for startups to develop because in the late 90s, this is the first place where we, you had access to high, um, high speed uh, internet. So here, in fact, around you have many, many startups. There is La Numa here, this large building, which is uh, just uh, facing La Maison du Bitcoin. So this is a, a co-working space, it's about five stories high. Exactly. Yeah, 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 you have inside, uh, you have some pro program for startups, a lot of uh, events, etc. So it's quite large. Uh, so it really makes sense for us to be here because we are really in the heart of uh, this uh, Paris startup area. Yeah, and it's quite lively. I mean, it, it's yeah. it's uh, yeah, there's an energy here. Like there's a little cafe across the street. There's uh, people working on their MacBooks. Uh, it's uh, yeah, and historic historically, it's a place uh, for uh, textile and. Uh, Clothes and uh, all this uh, kind of stuff. So you have yeah, always a lot of uh, textile entrepreneurs textile, that yeah, are here. It's a country of uh, a street of entrepreneurs. It's yeah, really yeah. funny, <laughs> very lively. A lot of things happening. And so if we turn around, so there's, there's the, the, the front facing of uh, the Maison du Bitcoin. Exactly. Here you've got like a corner. It's like uh, 10 meters large with you big B La Maison du Bitcoin. So people can see like. Bitcoin and they're like, oh my god, what is happening here? It, it looks like a bank, really. I mean, yeah, it, it looks like, like the facade of a bank, really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so you have a huge B for Bitcoin on, on the on the, uh, on the front doors, which most people have probably seen uh, on, on pictures online. Um, so uh, yeah, let's walk inside. So tell me about this room here. Yeah, well, this is uh, the entrance floor. Usually this is uh, where people come uh, and ask questions. So there is always some people here to, uh, to greet them and um, help them about, okay, what do you want to know about Bitcoin and stuff like that. This is also the place where we held uh, events uh, like uh, this uh, training session or meetups. And uh, right now this is the place where you have a desk uh, and this is co-working space uh, where you can come by the day or by the week. It's good if you have just only your laptop because you cannot really uh, put uh, stuff for a long time. Uh, and you all see like some informal meeting room where you can uh, just uh, stand and uh, discuss, um, have phone calls. Um, and we also have some kind of uh, glass uh, um, floor. Glass floor, yeah, which connect to the uh, uh, to the underfloor. Uh, so where you can yeah, see. Uh, there's about uh, ten spots here. Yeah, more or less. We could have more because yeah. you can see it's quite a lot of place. But so far, uh, this is uh, what we need, and we're going to adapt depending of uh, of the needs. And uh, so the room is about what 100. 100 meters, square meters? 100 square meters on the first floor. So it's like maybe 70, 70 square meters it's here. It's quite a large room. Uh, yeah. With, uh, nice bay windows. Uh, and yeah, a lot of light, a lot of light because it's quite only a window. And over here, if we if we walk towards this side, like so we have um, some glass floors where we can yeah. see what's happening downstairs. Yeah, so this is funny. kind of a nice feature. Yeah. <laughs> and also it sends some light downstairs. Which, of course, uh, yeah. And you probably even cell phone signal. Yeah. <laughs> As you can see, we have someone here working. Nicolas Vaca, which we spoke to in Amsterdam. Yeah. Want to say hi? Hi. <laughs> doing this hardware wallet. Yes. Uh, yeah. Is the developing a smart card hardware wallet? Oh uh, yes. 
Uh, so we are developing basically we are developing basically the first uh, smart card designed specifically for bitcoins, um, and we have been on sale since uh, last week with a partnership with Green Address uh, to demonstrate that a smart card, even if it doesn't have a screen or buttons or whatever, can be a very nice solution for multi-signature wallets and bring more security to to everybody. And you can buy that at hardwarewallet.com. Exactly. Exactly. Good domain name. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> Uh, and so if we walk towards the back of the room. Yeah, here you can see we have some also looking like a bank stuff, which is the door. <laughs> so this is a huge metal door yeah. which looks like a bank vault, I guess. Exactly. It's a bank yeah. vault with a big Bitcoin sign. Yeah, it allows us to, to just to, to close and separate when we have like uh, transactions and stuff if we want to be uh, actually safe. So if we... It's the gate to the cold storage. <laughs> And so this is sort of a reception area? Yeah, which is you have a little bit of uh, merchandise, <laughs> merchandise, cups and t-shirts. T-shirts, And uh, you have the ATM and this is the counter uh, the, where you do all the physical exchange where you can actually buy bitcoins. Uh, and uh, here you have all the brokering system and you can also deliver like uh, uh, paper wallets, all the stuff uh, that you need. So uh, every day there are like uh, tens of people coming here buying Depends on the price. When the price goes down, a lot of people come. And I see you have an ATM, but it doesn't seem to be functional. Yes, because in fact this ATM doesn't allow uh, <coughs> any KYC. Any KYC. Uh, it's a Lamassu and you can yes. just scan a passport. And we have some requirements where we need to uh, ask for identification even for one euro. So it's from one euro we need to ask for identification such as passport, ID, stuff like that. Mm. Okay, well let's go downstairs. So here is the, the workshop <laughs> with uh, the, what was the mining area, uh, which now is uh, going uh, down in flames because uh, now it's quite impossible to mine from, uh, let's say, from uh, uh, from a normal point of view. So, so you were mining script here because yeah, 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 a lot yeah. of graphics cards? Yeah, yeah, we had 60 graphic cards uh, mining scripts. So, uh, and uh, right now we are just uh, selling them. We also have uh, miners, but it's not here because anyway it makes too much noise yeah. and too much... Uh, it's not profitable to be mining <laughs> in the center of Paris, yeah. definitely not. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah here it's, uh, you have desk where you can do some hacks, whatever. We have place to, to try a lot of things. Uh, yeah, it's sort of a kind of a workshop area yeah, with yeah. Uh, soldering irons and uh, motherboards and exactly. uh, <laughs> Arduino chips and things like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Cool. And then we have a well, little kitchen area yeah, where you can yeah, make kitchen. your coffee. Yeah, exactly. With uh, stuff. And then downstairs, and this is the main, I guess, co-working space, where yeah, the yeah. permanent co-working space, exactly. where we can see upstairs through the ceiling windows here. And there are how many spots here? Here uh, we have uh, 12 spots. Uh, so it's uh, either co-working space or for our own staff also because uh, we're also developing uh, the project as I said and so we have some, some coders, designers and they are working here. And uh, we also have this uh, quite large uh, meeting room uh, where we can host uh, well, meetings and also do some, some smaller training session. Um, and when we had this weekend of hackathon everything was packed. We had people, coders everywhere. It's, it was uh, quite uh, quite nice. Well, 
thanks to, for the interview and thanks for the tour. Yeah, you're thanks welcome. Thanks for having me all week. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Very welcome. Uh, I'll definitely be back. And uh, if I could say to anybody who's coming to Paris to and who's working on Bitcoin projects or is interested in Bitcoin, do definitely come by at La Maison du Bitcoin. It's at 35. Sorry, 35 <laughs> Rue du Caire, uh, Rue du Caire, C-A-I-R-E. Uh, it's next to the Réaumur Sébastopol. Yeah, and Chantier, uh, Metro, it's the center of Paris, not far from the Halle. Yeah. Type it in Google, you will find yeah. it. Yeah, Maison du Bitcoin, it's not too far from La Gare du Monde. You can probably walk oh, here from La Gare du Nord as well. Yeah. Or take a Vélib, take a bike. It's like a four, four station uh, from Metro, but not very far. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks so much again for listening to episode 40 of Epicenter Bitcoin. I want to thank Eric Larchevêque and Thomas France for taking the time to sit down with me and also for letting me work out of their co-working space last week. Now, if you want to support the show, there are multiple ways you can do that. Firstly, you can leave us a review on iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter at EpicenterBTC. And finally, please leave us a tip at EpicenterBitcoin.com tips. Now, you may have noticed that we haven't been releasing any content on Thursdays for the last few weeks, but uh, that'll change this week because our regulatory affairs correspondent, Sean Jones, was in London on September 15th and 16th for the Inside Bitcoin's London conference. And so we've got a whole bunch of interviews that she did there and that we'll be re releasing as of this week uh, on Thursday. So stay tuned for that. So thanks again for listening and we'll talk to you next week.